Welcome to the 32nd International Documentary Film Festival Amsterdam. My name is Dana Linsen and I'll be speaking to Maria Stojnic about her film Speak So I Can See You that was selected for the first appearance competition 2019. Welcome Maria. Um, your film takes us to a radio studio in, in Belgrade. Were you always listening to radio a lot? Um, first, thank you so much for having me and thank Idfa for selecting the film. So I uh, was living outside of Serbia for a little while. I was in the US for, for five years and when I came back home, I accidentally started listening to the programming of Radio Belgrade. And I have noticed how this sound, the radiophonic pieces that I was following, have started to shift my perception of uh, my reality in a way, my everyday life. So whenever I turned the radio on and uh, radio drama or this experimental sound or philosophical thought comes in, uh, this specific programming was somehow shifting the way my apartment felt and then the way my city felt and it allowed me to step out of my everyday reality and see it from a different perspective. And uh, that's how I started thinking about the power of the radiophonic sound and how sound can actually design our space and perception as well. That's, a, that's an amazing thought actually because when you're at home listening radio that actually the sound of the, of the radio can turn that space into a completely different space. We should definitely talk about that more, um, but maybe we should start a little bit by explaining how the function of Radio Belgrade works within Serbian society. And there are some references in the film also, of course, to the Yugoslav past. So could you contextualize the role of radio um, in, in Serbia and in, in ex-Yugoslav a little bit? Of course. Uh, radio Belgrade is part of Radio Television Serbia. It's the national public radio station. It's the oldest station in the country and one of the oldest in Europe. Uh, radio Belgrade has three different departments. It's Radio Belgrade 1, 2 and 3. And uh, it's almost 100 years old, I think 94 years this year. And we focus in the film on the programs of culture and art and philosophical thought. So it's Radio Belgrade 2 and 3 programming. And these stations have been established mostly after World War II. And um, I think what people will notice when they watch the film, it's quite different. The programming is quite different from what we're used to, at least in the Netherlands. Um, when we talk about a cultural subject, it will take five to seven minutes. But here, people will just talk for half an hour about one subject or, or even longer. So what does a programming look like? Say you tune in, what kind of things are you, are you listening to? Yes, it's the only radio station that broadcasts the original uh, radio drama, art, critical thought, uh, philosophical and experimental art and music programming. So essentially um, the shows are very long, it's a slow radio, it's an old school spoken word. Uh, old world old, from a different era uh, in a way programming and a lot of the archival sound that we used in the film has been created in the 70s, 80s, 60s. Uh, we even have things that were released right after World War II, after Belgrade was released. So a good part of the archival sound that we used in the film ended up being from the 70s and the 80s from the time of Yugoslavia. And in 
my impression as I was going through the archives and listening was that this time was uh, the time when the cultural peak was reached uh, in architecture, in music, in film. So in all arts, including critical thinking and the country's prosperity was uh, reached in Yugoslavia. I'm not trying to idealize the country. I still am trying to learn about this country that I was born in and doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Um, but I think what made the mental capacity of people at that time so exceptional and so special is that these generation are after World War II generations, and they had to rebuild the country from scratch, from the ashes. So there was this huge collective body that was moved with uh, the idea that Yugoslavia was, and regardless of the discussion, was it a good idea or a bad idea? Was it a utopia? What was it? Uh, it's a fact that it was, uh, it somehow created this uh, outburst of creation in, in every sense. Yeah, what I find exceptional is, I mean, apart from the way that you're describing this, is how you manage to use archival footage from the, from the radio station from that time and um, weave it into some kind of a sound design composition that turns the whole radio station in some kind of, a, of, a, of a, an amplifier or a musical instrument. Can you talk a little bit about how you, you started working with sound on, on the yes. film? Uh, so when you enter the radio building, it still feels like a time capsule. And this spirit that all the people who visit it uh, kind of sense and know about it, that's what we were trying to translate through the use of uh, the image and the archives and the sound. And the entire story was told only through the archival sound. Some of it is from the present day and the live broadcasts, but a lot of, a lot of the programming was from the archive. So um, we wanted to explore the spatiality of sound and how can this almost material quality that the sound have uh, change your perception of the space and change your perception of reality? How can it affect the daily life of their listeners, because, you know, when do you stop to think about cosmos in your daily life? Not very often. But the radio, no. the radio really gives you this opportunity and this specific radio station with its specific programming that kept, I think, the best qualities from the old school yeah. spoken word. So for, for a film that is about radio and radio, we all think is about speaking, talking, also it's also about listening. Um, you didn't choose the obvious way, so you didn't go for like a talking head film with a lot of interviews, but you also choose for another visual style that is more observational or even a little bit more abstract. How did you develop that idea? Yes, there is a lot of experimental sound as well. And I think, you know, words are only one way to communicate the information. And we communicate on so many more levels. So through lights, through shadow, through silence, through abstract sound that somehow transcends and manages to send a message that might not be something you're com immediately aware of, uh, but on, on some subconscious level it works. And uh, although we cannot always articulate the message, it is there and people feel it. And we, from the very beginning, were intending to create this cinematic experience 
this experience for the cinema uh, in the surround system and to really embody and to really get the, the viewer and the listener of the film into this physical uh, state. Into Can this you state. describe s some of the shots? I mean, one of my favorite is where we are actually, I think, in an elevator shaft and then there is this whole kind of, I don't know, echoing of frequencies um, going on. Can you describe how that idea came into, into being, how you worked on a, sh on a shot like that and mm -hmm. the combination with the sound? No, not to give many spoilers for the people no. who haven't <laughs> seen the film. Um, I felt that many archival segments that were talking about past events resonated so much with what's happening in the world today, not only on the local level in Serbia, but also globally. And I felt that it's very, very important to keep the history and memory present so we can understand what's actually happening to us and so we can be aware and maybe prevent uh, tragedies from happening again. So was that from the beginning always sort of the intention with the film to use archive also as a mirror for our times? Yes, I really wanted to make this historic uh, art intervention and to, to play with time and sense of time and see how the segments from the past resonate uh, in the space and time today as we listen to them in our homes and, and as we listen to them while we're walking the streets and see what's happening around us. I, I, I really felt uh, that we are a little bit less alone with these voices from the past and that maybe we can choose not to be alone if we go back and listen to, and listen to them. You also observe, uh, because we've been talking a lot about the spatiality and the sound, but you also actually observe people at work Yes. nowadays and some people listening to the radio and you also show us some spaces that are empty spaces that are listening to the to the radio but how did you work with the people who worked there and who, who you were just like following in their in their daily practices um, without intervening in their uh, in their situation how did yeah. you work with them uh, it, it took some time I, I think we came like the shooting process was maybe going on for three years and from the very beginning it was a small crew, there was little camera and we were just, uh, you know, in, in the corners and trying to be invisible as much as it was possible. But uh, somehow we blended in pretty well and pretty fast. So people uh, gave us their trust and they allowed us to capture everyday moments. Uh, initially we thought it would be more radio shows that will make it into the film, um, but also this very simple, uh, sometimes even funny everyday situations and the lightness of those everyday situations uh, as a counterpart to some very difficult topics we touch upon to in the film through the archives uh, make very, you know, paradoxal balance that's present in life as well and uh, both of these things kind of make make us human. Can you be a little bit more specific? Some of the people that are working there nowadays actually were they there in the in the glory days in the 70s so yes some of the some of the people who are working or uh, at the end of their careers the radio, radio Belgrade uh, 
were there during Yugoslavia, during Tito's time. Uh, we also have a little... Uh, there's a little reference a to little that. One of the presenters is also saying, like, this is the so-and-so uh, he's mentioning, since, yeah, he's, the, mentioning. he's mentioning, he's referring to the death of Tito, actually, and the time he announced it. Yeah. Is, but, is he doing uh, that every every time? Or, or no, I was wondering if, he's every, every, if every show is kind of an relation to historical times because he's giving so... Something that's really beautiful about Radio Belgrade shows, and there's a whole spectrum of different kinds of shows, but this particular show um, is one of these reminders that take us back to the past and uh, try to compare it with the present and maybe to draw something from it yeah. to, to reflect on what's happening today. So uh, I, I think I'm very grateful for that as a listener of the radio and I wanted to share it with, with uh, everyone else. Well, thank you, Maria. I think this is a film where you actually sort of listen with your eyes and look with your ears. So it really becomes this time spatial um, experience. So thank you so much for being here and good luck with the film. Thank you so much. I hope that everyone who comes to see the film will allow the film to take them into the world of radiophonic sound. And uh, thanks so much for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of the ITFA 2019 podcast. Please rate, review and subscribe to other episodes in the podcast app of your choice. Thank you for listening to this episode of the ITFA 2019 podcast. Please rate, review and subscribe to other episodes in the podcast app of your choice.